Oh, hey. Uh, you made it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I'm late. I, I didn't really expect you to show up, if I'm being honest. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's okay, though. Uh, let me, let me just get this fire started, and then, uh, we'll get the introduction rolling, and we'll be on our way. Oh boy, usually it's not <laughs> supposed to explode like that. <laughs> you got to go and dig those holes. Dig it up, oh, dig it, dig it up, episode of this podcast and it hasn't even been a month since I uploaded the last one what so strange so in incredibly impossible I actually had the drive to get another guest yay me and this guest is special because unlike all the other guests he's not my friend he's actually the biggest hater of this podcast that has ever lived and uh he's my rival in terms of you know real world positions that you assign other people yes uh, uh today's guest is beth barquart howdy, thanks for having howdy, me howdy beth What's up, you Sam? You terrible person. <laughs> Why am I terrible? Because you hate the podcast, obviously. No, I like it now. I thought it was dumb at first, but then now I now I've 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 seen the light, and now I I'm I'm a big fan now. Yeah. What define you thought it was dumb at first? Well, like you know, I just thought like, oh, everyone's gonna start a podcast when like you know all this crap started, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna last like two weeks. Like it's gonna be like oh two episodes. And Samsung like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. This is boring or something like that. Yeah. But no, it's, and I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to listen to that because that might be, you know, just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I just thought it would be, it was, but like the podcast ended up not being what I expected to be and it turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm enjoying it. Jokes on you. <laughs> I made it through eight episodes and then decided uh, I'm not going to upload for a month. So, oh. screw you, Beth. <laughs> wow. Did you listen well, to the last episode, Seth? I did, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't appreciate ha Haley yeah. calling me out. Haley called like, you out. what the heck? How, she did. How, I'm, how are you I'm supposed gonna have to do that? start some beef. Yeah, why should I start some beef? I'm going to have to meet her behind her on this closed school and have a, have a few words with her. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, all your privacy is ruined now too. You realize how many millions of people now know who you are. Oh shoot! Oh no, it's not like they could just look me up on like Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or literally any social media. Is that a call oh, out? No. Do you want people to look you up on Facebook and Instagram? I could not care less. I'm gonna be real. I. I barely use Instagram. I just use it for sports news at this point. Yeah, well, don't and, yeah, don't worry, Beth, because here on this <laughs> podcast, we protect your your personal privacy and your namesake. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Should uh, yeah, <laughs> you should. Well, uh, <laughs> Beth, Seth, how how have you been doing? I've been all right. Just trying to. I've been keeping busy. I've got two jobs right now, and I've just been pretty much working them. And I've been getting into golf recently, actually. Really? And been playing basketball whenever whenever I can, and just living life, getting ready for college. Golf. Yeah. That is. It's, uh, <laughs> explain to me this hobby that you've picked up. Well, one of my friends has a golf job. He works at a golf course, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't, know, I don't know if I can name this Well, I, I think I know this friend that you're talking about. Oh, And the, the okay. listeners don't need to know who this is. These no. listeners don't need to know anything. So, continue with true. your story. <laughs> so, you got this golf job or whatever, and, like, 
the boys were like, hey, let's golf. And I'm like, guys, I've never gone golfing before in my life. And they're like, no, you'll love it, you'll love it. I, I was like, you know what? I'll try something new, just you know, just because it's the boys. Like you gotta, you gotta try new things out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so we go to the range. I am absolutely awful. Like you, you would not like I like I missed the ball like so many times trying to hit it. It was, oh. <laughs> it, it was, it was so sad. And like, like I, oh my gosh, it was like I left the. We were we started out like the hitting range or mm-hmm. the driving range. Yeah. By the time I was I was done with it, like half the ground was just like gone just because oh. like, i just it was it i didn't leave, well basically well i exaggerated a little bit but it was not in good shape after i left it yeah so then we actually started golfing and i was and i was even i was like okay you know what i'm gonna go for eight strokes i'm gonna go for eight strokes like it was like par three and i was like okay do you know what i'll go for eight strokes yeah i pursued to get 12 strokes on like every single hole okay and it was yeah it was I wasn't good at it, but you know, it, it was fun because you know I had people to talk with. So if, if but I could not do that alone. Like yeah, but you see, it this is just the first part of the story, right? And now you're going to go on about how you continued to practice every single day, and now actually, uh, you know, the the overhead golf league people have invited you to play at the Masters or whatever. Oh yeah, that yep. that happened, correct? It did, yes. I am going to the Masters. You can see me live at the PGATour.com. Way to go, Seth. Thank mm. you. I, I, you know what? I really appreciate that. One day, Sam, you may just be as good as me. Maybe. <laughs> um, Maybe. I mean, I have a I confession, know. too. I am very bad at golf as well. <laughs> um, I have a cousin who golfs. Not like The last time I went golfing was like two years ago. And, uh, you know... Compared to anyone else with any remote skills with a club whatsoever, like you know, I at the beginning I I tried going try hard. It's like oh I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna <laughs> do so good. And then by the end I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna use this wooden driver that I found <laughs> in my uncle's truck the entire time. That's all I'm gonna use. And to be fair. Oh. I did, when I said that, I did better with the wooden driver than I had when I was actually using the different kinds of clubs that you were supposed to use, so. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I wish I knew where that driver was, because mm, that was legendary. Kind of felt like Happy Gilmore, you know? I'm pretty sure Happy <laughs> Gilmore only used one club. That's, I haven't seen the movie. You haven't seen Is Happy that- Gilmore? I haven't seen a lot of movies. How? I didn't see. Oh, oh my goodness! I, I was busy watching. I was a sheltered child, and I watched like Thomas the Tank Engine for like forever, and I was just like. Uh, and then, like, by the time I got out of that phase, I was just into cartoons and stuff. And then, like, by that point, I was like into video games, and like, I just. And now, I didn't really. Yeah. In, yeah. So I, it's on my movie list. That I need to see for sure. Now, as a you know, an illegal adult. You uh, go back to Thomas the Tank Engine to reminisce about your your past. Oh no, no, I no? so f- no, I so one I can never watch Thomas the Tank Engine the same again. The only reason because one time we were in like the Wisconsin Dells, and like we were, were there, or whatever. We was like me and my grandma, my mom, and my brother, mm-hmm. right? So we're at this little fancy restaurant where they deliver like you your food. I'm like toy trains or whatever right sure it's it's it was really cool like it was like and so yeah. in the background to like fit the mood they put on like thomas tinkers engine like oh how funny thomas tinkers but like they didn't have the volume on and it was so creepy just watching like the eyes go back and forth like it's it seemed like some sort of like creepy pasta like it was like it was so creepy because they, they, their mouths don't move at all like it was on the old ones so like oh. all that moved was their eyes and it was like if you're all and it was just, it was just so creepy and I interesting. I if I ever have kids, I'm not letting them watch Thomas. That's a like, really I, unique story for <laughs> that of something that would ruin your childhood. <laughs> it's strange, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, I I believe that. I'm 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 sure I I had to have watched Thomas the Tank Engine as a kid, but I have little to no recollection besides that there is a 
like one human and he was a fat monopoly man <laughs> yeah that was her tom hat for you uh, yep that was his name i think yeah um so were, were you, so you weren't a train kid as a kid oh i i had toy trains yeah i had the um uh, i remember for christmas one day santa or for christmas one you know holiday i guess not just one random day but uh anyways back to the story santa <laughs> delivered me this big old like train toy train table which uh, had like a whole like map painted on it or whatever um i think it was wooden and uh, as a kid i don't know if you had these but this was like essential childhood for me uh the tra- wooden train tracks that like uh fit together or whatever kind of like a puzzle oh yeah yeah and you could you know some of them were curved so you can like fit them around and make a track or whatever and then there were little trains that were like magnetic magnetic and the re- if you were really cool uh some of them even use like batteries to like go forward by themselves and those were like insane basically oh yeah but <laughs> i had a bunch of those <clears throat> excuse me and uh i remember some of uh, the little magnetic train things were thomas the tank engine like they weren't all thomas the tank engine but there were some that were like compatible with the wooden tracks that were thomas the tank engine themed and uh I had this mean-looking dude with, like, a scoop on his head, and... uh, Oh, yeah, like a claw? Yeah, every... He was the villain of every little story I made up in my head, basically. (laughs) You know, What was his name? I have no idea. I think his name was Diesel 10, I think. Yeah, but he he was... You know, as a kid, I probably gave him some other name, but he... Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) I was was literally probably, like, four, and... uh, Oh, okay. Um, you know... (laughs) I just uh, remember playing with those those trains. So yeah, I I definitely was a train kid. It's just that I don't <laughs> I don't remember uh, them quite as well. Gotcha. Obviously, cool. my parents got me onto Happy Gilmore, you know, by kindergarten. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I don't think I watched like a movie without like a swear word in it until like my sophomore year of high school. Really? It was, yeah, it was, it was bad I was sheltered. Or not, I guess it wasn't bad that I was sheltered, it was just like, I guess I missed out on a lot, I suppose. Well, not really, like, well, I don't think I watched a whole lot of content with, you know, swear words in it, but I remember, um, w- our family has a tradition of watching Christmas Vacation every single Thanksgiving. Not at Christmas, but at Thanksgiving. So I, uh, I was, uh, you know, probably watching it, like, all the way through middle school or whatever, and it probably wasn't until, like, fifth or sixth grade when I, or even later than that, when I realized, hey, there's, like, swear words in this, because, like, as a little kid, you have no idea. That's true, yeah. Um, you know, it's okay for a little kid to, like, watch The Simpsons or watch, like, a sitcom that maybe is a little bit raunchy because they literally have, like, (laughs) no clue. And it's kind of pointless, like, not letting them watch it because all they want to do, you know, probably the reason they want to watch it is to, like, spend time with their family, you know, or whatever. And uh, Mm -hmm. they don't get the jokes or whatever. They just see you laughing and then maybe they'll laugh too or whatever. So yeah, that's true. That I didn't think about that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Moral of the story: little kids are stupid. So <laughs> yeah, stupid. When they're really little, you don't have to worry about you know ruining their souls <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Yeah. I guess yeah. I forgot about the yeah that you know you got kind of have to learn to understand language. You don't just pick it up. I guess. Yeah, and like. <laughs> Little kids just, like, don't pay attention as much, obviously. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I mean, I didn't know... There's so much vocabulary that you just, like, don't know as a little kid, and you don't realize it, you know, as a... 
um, as a teen or older or whatever, just like how much stuff you learn as you go on without actually like learning the exact definition, but you're like, okay, I, I understand what this means. Like this happened recently. I used the phrase state of the art and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, oh, interesting. am I saying that phrase right? Like what is that even supposed to like imply if you say, oh, this is state of the art technology it's like what state of the you art sound like you're from best buy or something yeah like what? state of the art smart fridge yeah well like i just had this moment <laughs> where i was like what does this even mean like am i using <laughs> this correctly um so i looked it up it means like it's basically on the cutting edge of like technology like uses all the newest like resources or whatever mm-hmm. but you know Previously, I had never, you know, looked it up, and there are just so much things that we just kind of glance over, but we learn, you know, pick up on, on our, you know, day-to-day lives, I guess. Uh, kind of having to do with puppy training, um, we, you know, I, I think I mentioned before in a previous episode that recently I got a little dog. Right, little doggy, and uh, you know I'm pretty sure this is how most people do it, or how you're supposed to do it, or whatever. Um, you don't like specifically train a dog to respond to their name, but you use their name enough that they just automatically learn like to respond to it, basically. Which uh, I'm pretty sure is exactly how it happens with like people, you know. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, you learn like the sound of your name means that, and then. But yeah, and humans humans have more complex brain than like you know a dog, so we can actually like learn more words and not just read off of like how your voice sounds at ever. Yeah, except uh, here's the thing: I have a theory that there's a threshold where like if a dog and a human were born at the same time, right? I I uh, believe that there's a certain point in time where the dog uh, will like pass the human in intelligence for a given time basically because you know babies mature slower than dogs so I, I have to think that there's a time when dogs are literally like more intelligent and more like cognitively capable than like a tiny baby well yeah for sure like when a, a three-year-old dog's gonna have more like you know no more than like probably like a three-year-old human okay um, that's like just... that's literally not true because a three-year-old human can like talk Oh, yes. I keep forgetting, like, you know, ages and everything. Like, I guess three... Oh, yeah, I suppose three-year-olds do learn how to talk to them. Well, I guess, like, a two-year-old or one-year-old. One-year-old. Honestly, like, a one-year-old. Yeah, one-year-old might be, uh, like, closer to it. Because a one-year-old dog is, like, a teenager at least in, like, dog years. Like, a young adult. Like, and dogs are not stupid animals, you know? So... Oh, no, yeah. You know... Well, some dogs are stupid, but they're, they're sweet. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting to think about, like, just because an animal can't talk doesn't mean that they're, you know, not smarter than, like, a little kid or whatever. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't know where this was brought up, but someone was talking, I think I was at, like, a grad party or something. I don't, some, uh, outside gathering, like... I have no idea when this was. Anyways, so, uh, this dude was talking about, like, going hiking or whatever in the southwestern United States, and how out there you gotta be, you gotta, like, be careful around trees, and you gotta, like, look up in the trees or whatever, because bobcats uh, are known to, like, hide in the trees around hiking trails, and then uh, look out below for... Uh, people to pass and then once people like are underneath the tree they'll like hop down and like get you basically oh and I'm like geez that's like (laughs) super intelligent yeah wow that's wow like in a battle of wits I feel like a cougar could definitely you know outwit and take care of a child 
Well, yeah, but, like, I think, like, a cougar would probably take on a 30-year-old man, I think, just because, like, you know, it's been trained to hunt and stuff, and 30-year-old humans have been trained to, like, do a desk job. Yeah, but, (laughs) like, physical ability isn't comparable to intelligence. Like, given the right amount of time, this is kind of what it comes down to, given the right amount of time and, you know, the right situation, a human can easily outwit uh, a cougar or whatever. Like, a fully grown man could, like, figure something out. Like, uh, it's how if you, like, grow or try to make yourself look big or whatever, it's supposed to, like, scare off bears and, like, make it a lot of noise. Like, you know, power of wits, there. you know, human, human can figure something out. Obviously, some people are dumb, and very unaware of how nature works, so they wouldn't yeah. know how to do that. Um, especially little kids, which is like, oh, are little kids more or less intelligent than you know a wolf or a dog or a big cat? Who's to say? You know. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting way to think about it, actually. Yeah. Well, that, that's a cool perspective. I'm glad I enlightened you today. <laughs> I, I always appreciate enlightenment. Anyway, back to vocabulary, because that's way more interesting. So, oh, have you 100%. ever had the uh, phenomenon where if you say a word enough times, it doesn't start, you start to be like, is this even a word? What are words? What is speech? <laughs> um... Honestly, no, I'm just kind of like, I haven't, I'm not as deep of a thinker as you are. I'm just kind of like, I just, I, I, I just kind of like use words I hear and I just kind of like, I'm like, oh, this, like, I, like, you know, TV show or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting word. Or I'll hear, like, there's this friend that I have back in Wisconsin, actually. And she uses very interesting vocabulary words. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow, borrow from her dictionary a little bit. I'm like, yeah, so like she says the word spiffy a lot, and like, oh, okay, interesting. And then I might try to say, try to use it in like different contexts or whatever. But that's the limit. I don't know, and I don't really question what it means. I just assume it's a synonym of like, oh, this is cool, or like this is like a inch or something like that, you know? Oh, I don't so actually like look it up. I just kind of assume what the meaning is. Little do you know, spiffy actually implies that you're a drug lord, pimp. Oh, then. Well, Sam, you're pretty spiffy. Drug lord pimp. Uh, <laughs> so lord you pimp. might not want to use the word spiffy anymore because that has a oh. negative connotation. Yeah, maybe I'll stop. Be <laughs> fair, this was like two years ago when I started saying it. I've moved on to better words. Yeah. More, more powerful. I definitely... There are words that, you know, um, if life were a sitcom would be like, you know, my catchphrase, but it's... Like, it changes, like, every, like, uh, six months, I would say. I used to say oof a lot. Um, Ope has gone into style, especially here in Minnesota, because it's, like, a meme Mm -hmm. word that everybody says uh, (laughs) impulsively while passing each other in the halls. Just ope, ope. Yeah. Um, Ope has replaced oof, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, I remember, like, in grade school... Or not even grade school, but before I knew that was such a common thing in the Midwest, I uh, I would like pass someone like freshman or sophomore year in high school in the hall, and like uh, I would accidentally run into them or whatever, and I go ope, and I'm, <laughs> I thought to myself, what what kind of freak thing is did I just say like what. Why did I just say ope? The just the randomest, you know, um, the most random thing. It's like anyone he, who hears me say that must think that I'm just a freak. Cause like who? How do you even like learn to say that? And then I was uh, super relieved when the whole trend. It's like everyone started, uh, um, you know, making the realization. Oh my gosh! All Minnesotans say ope all the time. <laughs> That was, I was really, uh, you know, 
moralizing. No, that's not the right word. You know, uplifting. <laughs> I really felt a yeah. lot less self-conscious about my vocabulary after that. Hey, there you go. Yeah, you kind of spark. Yeah, you definitely. Sp- I think feel like you sparked the trend of saying "ope." At least at our school. Nah, I I don't think that's. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. I I didn't see anyone say "ope" until you said it. I, that, <clears throat> that could just be me, and because I'm like you know I'm not really in like I I'm not really in the, I'm not really in a friend. I wasn't really in a friend group. But sure. I don't know. Well, it's also interesting. Um. When you spend a lot of time with other people, and then you start using, or you kind of start sharing vocabularies in a way, and oh my goodness, I find that really interesting. Um, Yeah, I I remember like there, yeah, I remember like there's, yeah, there's, I think we have a group chat of like there's like two other people in our group chat or whatever. Sure. And like this guy's always said yes sir, and like in like a form of like excitement or like. You know, like, yeah. like, yes, or something like that, yeah. So then, like, randomly, I, I said, like, yes, sir, to something like that. I'm like, wait, what? Like, so, like, I think, I don't know, that's really fascinating. Like, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know. Like you said, like, it's really fascinating, like, to see, like, why we do that, I guess. Yeah, this year, my, my new catchphrase thing, or not catchphrase, that's a bad comparison, but... <laughs> The word that I started using a lot more was howdy, and I would, that's like my, uh, you know, just a normal greeting now, I've used it so many times, and uh, it was, I would always get smug when, uh, you know, uh, I would always be making chapel announcements, but I I would always get smug when someone else went up to make an announcement, and then they'd say howdy, and then I'd just... Be like, yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> you just think you're superior than everyone, don't you, Sam? Um, I'm just such an influencer. People say, howdy, that's me. Anyone, If you ever hear anyone say, howdy, ever, that's me. Just uh, oh, yeah. never forget it. Because this, this podcast has millions waiting and to millions. find it and listen to it, which I'm sure they will find it one day. Who knows? Maybe one, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe one of your guests just becomes like a social media influencer, and then they just find your podcast like two year, three years late. Or like, I become a social media influencer. <laughs> or that. It, it's, that is true. Yeah, obviously, I'm the only. You know, I'm the center of everything, and like. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You're the center of the universe. No I one don't. Else matters. No, that's a no. I don't. this makes me uncomfortable okay um (laughs) back to the topic so i might have mentioned this in a different podcast but this uh my life was complete after this moment but basically um standard response whenever i'd say howdy is people respond like hey you know howdy hey that's just kind of how it was and uh, it's minnesota i run i pass people when i run minnesota nice you greet it's kind of standard to like greet people when you pass them on a run whatever everybody pretty much does it it's a little weirder now with covid but i you know i'd say 60 percent of people still say hello the other 40 just like avoid eye contact i'm like all right well whatever and one time when i was going on a run i was about to say you know my usual like hello howdy um some people say hey and then i say howdy back or whatever just impulsively and it's like that's kind of weird uh so i was getting uh, ready to say hello and uh, the other person says howdy and i said hey Hey. and then after that happened i was like oh my gosh this person just said howdy (laughs) you're not weird sam and then uh my life was complete and uh, that's great i ascended (laughs) and uh, this is now not my physical form anymore. You're talking to the spirit, spirit me. Spirit. Um, cause uh, sp- I, uh, I know I've transcended space and time because uh, a stranger also said howdy. Dang. <laughs> Crazy. Actually, I have a question for you about kind of relating to your story. What's like the appeal of running? 
I don't know if you talked about this on the podcast though, but like, what is the? I just cannot get. I mean, maybe it's because I'm like a thrower and like I just, you know, I'm a bigger guy. Like I just don't get the appeal of running. Like, I guess it can be therapeutic, but like I don't. That is a very me. interesting question. Okay, so before I start, I before I say anything, uh, I would like you to kind of share your viewpoint on running. You said you were a thrower. For the audience that uh, maybe doesn't know the world of high school sports, <laughs> like he's referring to track and field, throw discs and shot put, uh, you know, the field portion of track and field, basically. Uh, okay, Seth, I'd like to hear your, your perspective and why running kind of baffles you. I guess. I mean, for me, I guess, actually, now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense why I don't like it, because for me, running was always used as a punishment. Because, like, if you think about it, like, I was in football for one year, and, like, every single like every single time one of us went off sides or whatever for the O-line, mm-hmm. we had to run around this big old tree, and it was probably, like, 25 yards out, so, like, it was probably, like, a 50-yard sprint around the tree and then back up to the field. Sure. And we messed up so many times because the football team was so bad. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we were running around that oak tree, like, probably, like, ten times. Ten, ten times in a practice segment. And it was just... Yeah, so that probably also didn't help my perspective on running. Cause, and, then, yeah, also, I wasn't that good <laughs> good at running. Like, I just... I wasn't, I'm not a super fast guy. I'm, I'm just... Yeah. So, and I, it's just, and I sweat a lot, and it just, my endurance is not good, so. I guess it's something that I'm not good at, so that also doesn't help my perspective on it. Because I like to do stuff I'm good at, like, everyone, kind of everyone else does, so. Yeah. I guess it's my perspective on it, you know? Okay. So, uh, there, there's a few things that are appealing about running, yeah? Um, mm-hmm. once you kind of get into it, it's really easy to just keep going like forever and ever and ever basically <laughs> um running is like so drilled into my routine uh that i can like hardly imagine living without it which sounds like i'm addicted but like i don't know <laughs> yeah, not really i take like a rest day um, I have read articles about some people, like, literally being addicted to running, like, having to do it, <laughs> which... Interesting. Like, I don't know, um... Oh, um, that might make, actually make sense. Because, like, you know, like, when you exercise or whatever, like, you start, like, you can feel good or whatever, like, doesn't mm-hmm. your body, like, release, like, toxins that make you feel good? Yeah, so well, not, I don't think part of it. toxins... Well, not toxins, but, like, it's, yeah. like, morphine or something like that, I don't know. Yeah, I think the medical term might be dopamine or maybe that's ah uh, yes it's dopamine that yeah. might be something else i'm not sure um i'm pretty sure no, no. yeah i've read stuff about people like literally legit getting addicted to running or exercising or whatever it's like an unhealthy amount that your body hurts or whatever my point of view uh I would feel bad if I was supposed to run a day and then I just didn't. Like, uh, basically, I'm training for college running now, right? So, usually every week I'm supposed to get one break day. And then, I'm, you know, it feels good to have a break in the week. But if there's a day where... A schedule tells me to run, and then I don't. Then I'm like, oh, man, I didn't run today. Which I feel like is just a normal response to, you know, you thinking or wanting to accomplish a task, and then you don't, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, A normal, healthy amount of disappointment. Um, It's just really easy to keep going and do it all the time when you get into a cycle, I guess. Uh, if we want to go really far back, and I can I can tell you my tale and uh, how it all kind of started, I guess. Uh, like in grade school, I wasn't 
really good at running or anything for that matter. Um, it all just kind of started eighth grade year, I guess, is what I'll say. Cool. Yeah. So it's more about like the routine, basically. Yeah, and like, it feels good to run because I'm like, oh, I'm burning calories. So, you know, if I eat a an ice cream or a Dairy Queen, I'm like, you know, I worked out today. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. You can justify it. Yeah, and uh, the I've, a common argument is uh, for running. I've heard from other pe- friends and other runners is, you know, we run so we can eat whatever we want, which is oh. pretty accurate. <laughs> Wait, did you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah. Or... Oh, really? That's accurate? Yeah, I don't eat, well, I don't eat, like, junk in general. Like, I haven't had a pop in, like, two years just because well, yeah. I've lost the taste for it. And I try not to eat too much sugar, but I do eat, like, uh, a good amount of food. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's normal because you're, like, exercising constant, like, yeah. exercising a lot. So, so that makes sense. And I'm not, it's not like I'm fat, I guess. <laughs> I, it's not no, like... No, but you are, Sam. You're 400 pounds. Yeah, I know. So, really, <laughs> I do need to lose weight, but... Yeah, maybe you should run more, Sam. Um... You don't need... Yeah. I may probably not. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. I understand it's probably like hard for a lot of people to just run, but you know, once you push through the initial phase of uh, you know it's sucking, um, it's easy to just keep going. You know, and do maintenance. I guess. Like, it's going to suck for a while, obviously, but you start slow, keep working up. Um, I remember in grade school when I, the first time I started running, like, eighth grade uh, was when, I don't know if you ever hit this point, or what, when uh, you would have hit this point. Actually, let me, let me go back to explain what I'm talking about. So, I think there are two... Three schools of people, okay? There are people that are naturally gifted at athletics literally their entire lives, from, like, kindergarten to, you know, whenever. There are people Mm -hmm. that are naturally not gifted at athletics their entire lives, from, you know, preschool to whenever. And then uh, there are people that, you know, have a combination of both, where they start sucking... And then they get better, or they start better, and then they get suck. So you you are okay. like a pretty athletic kid. Uh, yeah. Um. Or competent, I would say. Oh well, how about you? You explain what you consider yourself as far as athleticism goes. How about that? Um. Well, if are you talking about like eight, when when I was in eighth grade or right now? Well, I would say your athletic ability right now. What would you consider your, yourself? What school of athletic? I mean, you're a varsity athlete or were? Okay, school, I'm so. varsity athlete only because there's like no throwers that can throw. That's literally the only reason I'm. Well, you can throw, so I consider that a varsity athlete. Varsity's varsity, right, well, bro. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, well, I think. Honestly, I would consider myself. I would consider myself an athlete for sure. I would say I'm pretty athletic. Yes, yeah. I I'm in a weight room a bit. You, like, were, I know, you I, lettered, didn't you? I yeah, I lettered. So, but like that, I think everyone lettered. I like, no wait, I don't think I lettered last year. So yeah, that was before. Here's the thing, right? Um, like not everyone letters because you know a lot of people end up just like quitting. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So if you make it through the year, you're more likely to letter, but that's already after, you know, you scrape off the the other people that just, like, try it and then quit right away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
See, I would consider myself athletic. Like, def- I don't think I have a lot of natural talent, but like, I work, I work. So yeah, like I, I work hard on my craft. So yeah. How about you, Sam? You're, you're, you. I know you worked hard to get where you were because. I don't know, I've seen your 8th grade pictures, or whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and to get where you are now, like, bro, that's impressive. I'm, I respect it. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of an interesting, like, grade school, I'm curious to know what your grade school experience was like, but Ooh. I was so bad at sports. Oh, like, yeah. I remember going to, like, a basketball camp in, like, fifth grade or some early grade school middle school thing and they did this thing where you would shoot 10 free throws a day and like whoever got the most free throws a day would get like an icy or whatever and you know there are people that consistently got like eight or nine or even 10 some days uh you want to know how many i got that entire week how did you get that entire week, Sam? Zero. <laughs> Zero? Out of 50. Oh my gosh, I didn't make a single free throw that entire basketball oh, game. Oh, my that, You had to feel horrible. It oh was... I, I... Like, I hated basketball camp so much. I... It was, like, embarrassed. It was... I sucked so bad. And, you yeah. know... I... I was so bad. I was worse than everybody else there for sure i i don't think it's an exaggeration to say i was probably or probably the worst or if not the worst you know second or third from being so um (laughs) i was terrible and that week i just resented uh Every single time. And I went every single year, basically, besides, like, my 8th grade year, I think. And it was just miserable (laughs) for me. Oh, no, Sam. Um, I feel so bad for you now. Oh, my gosh. No one should have to. That sucks. (laughs) Yes, I I was so... My childhood was so bad. I was so bad (laughs) at basketball. (laughs) It was so challenging. (laughs) I can't believe I made it through. It was so tough. (laughs) <laughs> I would have to come home to both of my parents and who loved me and uh, who loved me in my <laughs> suburban nice little house with my dog with food to eat food, and fresh water really good food and it was just so <laughs> traumatic I just oh no I'm lucky I made it too. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, I don't. You're so know. lucky, Sam. Yes. I don't know how you made it through. <laughs> um. Long story short, basketball. Uh, was not. Uh, my strong suit in grade school, or to be fair, even now. Um. You're better now. I am. I would say. Uh, yes, I. I Barely. Am, capable Barely. of making shots, but. Yeah. I have a grade school friend who likes to bring up in like fourth or fifth grade or whatever how i was wide open at this basketball camp and he uh, passed me the ball and then i dropped it and to this day it's like (laughs) been you know eight years no like half a decade at least and he'll still bring up how (laughs) i uh, missed the missed his perfect pass like bro we were literally <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he must have peaked in grade school. That's why I care so much. Yeah. Uh, before, you know, I, I want to hear your grade school ex- experience. Uh, so, I was... So, like, you probably want sports, the sports side, right? <laughs> or anything, really. I, sports well, was kind yeah. of the topic. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, I'll, yeah, I was never super good at basketball, but I was just, like, bigger than everyone else, yeah. like, I kind of could just, like, bully my way around, so mm-hmm. I kind of, I was good there, but, like, I think I had one game where I had, like, 20 points, and then, like, the very next game I scored, like, two points, <laughs> so, and, like, it was just, 
I and like, but I but somehow I was able to get like every single rebound imaginable though. Sure. Like I just like knew where the ball was going, and like I could just I just kind of knew where the ball where the rebound was going to be, and like I could not shoot for crap. Yeah. Like I was, like I, I made my free throws occasionally when we, we had to do the same type of drill for the ten free throws. Yeah. But like I I made mine occasionally, but the only reason I was in the starting lineup was because the guy who was better than me he mouthed off to the coach a lot. So and I you know. Being a teacher's kid, did not do that, so sure. I just kind of like, yeah. So I that's how I got the starting spot. But yeah, I was I you know I was pretty athletic. Like actually, first through third fourth grade, I did a cross country. Sure. Cause that, yeah, and then fifth grade I did soccer, basketball, and track. Sixth grade, I was awful at all of them. Well, soccer, yeah, <laughs> and then basically I did the same thing until eighth grade when I did. Um, soccer, which I was re- pretty good at, basketball, yeah. and yeah, no, I don't didn't do anything that year for the spring, but yeah, I was I was I was involved in a lot, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. the kids in my school were kind of crap, um, be real, but like so like I just they were all like Seth, you messed up, what are you doing? Yeah, and like man, I just want to have I didn't want to play the ball <laughs> game. Yeah. And like it was so intense, and I was like, guys, like, and like it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't. So I felt like I always had to be like perfect or whatever, yeah. you know? Because like if I miss a shot, it's like, oh crap, now I'm gonna get yelled at. Sure. So I was like, so I always wanted to be better, but you know, I didn't have the drive to like be better not, at that time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was involved a lot. I just couldn't perform as well as I wanted to for the most part. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you were, you were a pretty good athlete, though. No, um, at soccer I was alright, but, like, I wasn't ultra fast, but, like, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I was alright. I had a little bit of natural talent yeah. for, uh, yeah. A little different of an experience for me. But here's the yeah. thing, right, um, in the high school, obviously, I've had success, and, uh, uh, you know, a cross-country athlete who will rem- be rena- or who will remain <laughs> nameless for the time being. Uh, you know, the first time I did cross-country, he was faster than me, and eventually I surpassed him, basically. And then he was talking, I, uh, you know, he, we were talking about it, and he was like, yeah, I think you just have more natural ability than me. And I was like, <laughs> kind of like, bruh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but off. But honestly, I don't know if that is, like, fully possible, because, um, eighth grade, things kind of started to change for the better. Like, uh, I don't know how much of this actually had an effect on me later in life, but, uh, before eighth grade, I literally could care less about any type of sport, like, uh, I would do all the grade school sports that, you know, everybody would do, but as far as spectating football, I had no interest, uh, spectating any sport, I had no interest, you know, I think at seventh grade or something, I got into uh, somehow with the class, like a game of fantasy football, and then oh, somehow yeah. that kind of like roped me into it. So I was like, oh, really? yeah, f- football, this is, like, interesting, because I got to know, <laughs> and I was, like, asking about, like, positions, because I didn't know, like, anything about football at the time. I was like, <laughs> what, yeah. what are, what's the difference between, like, all these linemen and, like, quarterbacks, and, like, I thought the quarterbacks were the linemen, and <laughs> uh, stuff like that, basically. And as uh, I kind of started getting more interested into sports, I kind of started to realize I was getting a little bit more uh, stronger, I guess. I started thinning out 8th grade year a little bit. And uh, um, tell me, uh, did your grade school do a homecoming competition called Kick, Pass, and Spike or something similar? We had something like that in third grade, but no, not for the eighth graders. Oh, really? Like that. Okay. Well, we had well, we kind of had something like that. We basically had like 
Yeah, we had like basically a track meet that we and like all like the sixth through eighth graders got put on teams with each other. But yeah, that's yeah. Okay. But no, we did not. But I know. But I've heard what kick pack and spice, kick pass and spike is. Yeah, I'll just explain it for like the listeners. Oh, listeners, you know, know how I guess. So basically, um, our high school has a bunch of affiliate grade schools, and uh, every ho- time, every year, when uh, the high school has homecoming, uh, basically the grade schools, grade schools, excuse me, I can't talk, have a competition called Kick Pass and Spike. Where uh, the guys and girls in each class, or like two classes, I think it was. So like first and second graders were together, uh, third and fourth graders were together, uh, whatever. Uh, They had a competition where um, they would kick a soccer ball as far as they could. uh, Throw a football as far as they could. And spike a volleyball as far as they could. And the... The three distances added together, whoever had the first, farthest, you know, longest range, basically, uh, won it for the class. And then on the homecoming, the night of the homecoming game at the high school, all the winners from all the grade schools would come together and do a competition on the football field, basically. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a good explanation, but whatever. So, like, previously every year, the class below mine had all these, you know, naturally gifted athletes uh, that would always win it every year. But then 8th grade year, they instituted a rule uh, that the same person couldn't win it twice, which back in my day, uh, there was one kid that was, like, clearly stronger than, like, everybody else and a couple that were right <laughs> behind him. Uh, the, that kid is the kid that, you know, will to this day bring up that I dropped that basketball. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we're buds still. Um, okay, that's good. So he couldn't win it again. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, the next kid, the next strongest kid from that class is probably going to win it. But actually that year... I won it. I was like, how did I win this? Like, I suck at everything, basically. And uh, um, that was back when... It was a thing at my school that everybody would do all the sports. So I I did soccer. I ran cross-country. I did basketball. I bowled and ran track, basically. So I was competent at soccer. Um, not... Grade school soccer, I should say. Uh, yeah. All I would do was, as a defender, kick it further back down the field, which was a strategy that works for grade school uh, soccer. Uh, I'll give you a little inside uh, knowledge that that strategy does not work for high school soccer. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cross country, I wasn't great at i got like middle of the pack or whatever um basketball i was just like a post and our team did pretty well but you know i did better than previous years at least uh bowling is bowling so i our team was pretty good for bowling though i remember i don't know i don't remember how you know big of a part i played in that and, uh, you know, the final thing that I want to talk about my experience personally, and then you can follow up with yours, was uh, the thing that, like, got me started on track, basically. Um, grade school track only had one meet for us. And uh, we would just pick, like, three events and then go with it. And throughout all of grade school, I would pick the shortest events because i was like oh they're the easiest but you know i'm not a super agile dude still i wasn't and i still am not so (laughs) picking the 50 meter dash wasn't the best choice for me oh yeah uh because you know grade school has the 50 meter dash um yeah so uh 
up until I did that up until uh, eighth grade, and then eighth grade was like, I guess I'll do the same thing. And it was actually an offhand comment from Jaron. I feel comfortable using his name because he was already on the podcast. But mm-hmm. Jaron, we I was talking with it about him, and he was just like, "Aren't you a distance person?" And you know, uh, I was like, "I guess." <laughs> Like, oh, I kind of figured in my mind, like, well, I'm bad at, you know, running the, uh, running super fat, like, the quick races, so might as well try running the, like, longer, slower ones, which, and in my mind, you know, uh, not a lot of people, or less people would run those races than the quicker ones, so I was like, okay, yeah, that would actually give me a chance of, like, doing better I guess and then for the first time in my life I started to train yeah I think my yeah Rocky no that's good um so for two weeks I ran uh two miles for uh five days a week basically Dang. Uh, yeah, which was, like, super hard at the time. Um, Jeez. Challenging. Actually, the first week, uh, I miscalculated the distance, so I thought I was running two miles, but I was actually running, like, 1.3. And I got super discouraged after that. I was like, oh my gosh, I was only running 1.3 instead of 2. And then I, uh, you know, uh, pulled my pulled myself out with my bootstraps or whatever the expression is and then the next week i ran two miles every day and uh, i felt pretty good about that and uh, at the track meet i got sixth place in all my events which is the last place you can get in order to score (laughs) hey so uh, i got sixth in shot put in the 800 and i believe the mile dang okay so nice that's uh, really good actually call me the devil (laughs) 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 sixth and three events dang okay 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 sam i see you uh and uh you know uh i guess uh that was the very first time I started being a distance athlete. I wouldn't really get into my stride until late. I still had a little bump in the road with soccer. Soccer was kind of a bad decision, but you know it is what it is. And I guess I have to I have Jaren to thank for making me run long distances. <laughs> Good job, Jaren. Good job. Props to Jaren. Yeah. Um how about what how about you? Uh what changes did you notice going into high school or from grade school or whatever onto stuff? Or it just it doesn't even have to be sport related, but even uh maybe theater or just metamorphosis in general. Oh man, I made a big metamorphosis. Eighth grade, I was I ne- didn't talk to anybody. I was I just kept myself just quiet all set. Mm-hmm. I was nice. I was just nice to I was just nice to people who talked to me and then yeah, but yeah, I just kept to myself for the most part. And then basically, fresh I went to like this like basically tour of like my old high school, like the high school I was gonna be going to my freshman year, and they're like, hey, he looks this guy looks like a football player, and I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you play, you play football. And I'm like, all right, I might, I'll have to think about it. And so then I thought about it. Then I like, I was like, hey, man, I think I'm going to try football. And I was like, that was like a big shock. Cause like, you know, like the nice kid doing football, like like the quiet kid. But yeah, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do football. Let's try football. Sure. And so like, I actually did something like you. Like I started training for it. Like I had some weights and I started like, you know, doing all the workouts and stuff. And I... I still sucked. I, I sucked <laughs> so bad. Like, I, it wasn't... And, like, I couldn't get it through my head, like, to be aggressive, you know? Like, I yeah. couldn't, like... So, like, that was a big part of me sucking. And also, just, like, 
a lot. Our team was our varsity team lost each game by sixty points. Like it was so bad. Like it was. It so like it didn't help. Like, I, like oh the guys I'm supposed to be like looking up to are losing each game by sixty. I'm like yeah. what? But yeah, so that that yeah that kind of carried over to when I took the move over to the new high school. Like I was like okay, do you want let's go do football? I'm gonna be great i'm gonna be good and then like i kind of i did fo- one I, I went to one football practice and i was like never again never <laughs> again because like i was just i didn't want to put in the work just to be a lineman because if anyone if anyone listening has ever played a posi- lineman position it's just it's 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 not a good time for the most part because if you fail the whole play breaks apart and if you, but if you succeed you get no credit Sure. It's all goes to the fancy wide receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks, but yeah, that that's not my business. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound like a great deal. Yeah, so then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do football. I'm just going to focus on theater because I did theater throughout all of my grade school. Like We had like <clears throat> like somewhat real performance. I don't want to say like real performances, but like a lot of guy, people were like, oh, my grade school performance sound like my – my school in my school's gym or whatever like oh ours was like in like a, a legit theater sure. so like i so like yeah like we had like a legit theater and like i was fortunate enough like my dad was the music director so i was able to like get tips and pointers on a bunch of stuff so mm-hmm. i was able to know acting good and then when, when i started my new school career here i was i was pretty shy for the most part because like you know new environment yeah it's kind of expected and then, so it took me, I think, yeah, so then I did theater and the choir and all that jazz, and then, yeah, I, didn't, I just kind of dipped out of sports. I did, I tried wrestling out for, like, five days, and, like, what really, what really made me want to quit wrestling was, like, the coach was like, oh, we'll be out all your meets, you know what to do, and, like, my very first match, there was no coach in sight. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, this brand new person to wrestling has to try to figure out what to do, I'm like... I, and, like, I barely know the rules at this point, so I'm like, um, okay. I just kind of purposely went down. I kind of just, like, let the guy, like, beat me up, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just laid down and gave up. And then the guy was like, hey, sorry, I couldn't make it to your last match. Or, and I was like, it's fine. But then, yeah, then I had another match, and, like, I was, like, 200 pounds or whatever. Sure. So I got placed in, like, the big – and, like, I was up against this other guy who was 200 pounds. But instead of being – but, like – he was 200 pounds of, like, pure muscle, and he was, like, 6'3", and I was, like, 5'11", oh. I was, like, 5'10", at the time, and I was, like, oh, shoot, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I held my ground for, like, a good, like, two minutes, and then he just stopped toying with me and just threw me into the ground. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, so right. that's, after that, I was, like, no, I'm gonna just gonna try to get the best part in the musical I can, so. I think that was yeah. a, a good choice. You know, it takes... It takes a while for people to find their strides, you know. Like exactly. your your real stride wasn't even theater; it was track. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Which yeah, is, actually, you're wait, gl- you're glad you did track, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I actually got into track because the coach was like, like I think I was lifting with you, Adam, and maybe someone else. I'm not sure, but like mm-hmm. we started lifting, and I was able to like do the same lifts as you. I I think. Sure. Or I start out small, yeah. And then Coach Shock was like, dude, or like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can say that, but our coach, I he basically was like, yeah, he, oh, but he was, uh, he was like, oh, dude, are you doing track? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, bro, he's like, oh, you should be a thrower. And like, oh, I don't know, I, I I'm not super strong. He's like, oh, don't worry about it, it's mostly technique, you can do it. And like, all right, I'll think about it. And I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I think it could be fun. Uh, let's try it. Because I had nothing else going on. So I was yeah. like, you know, let's do it. And I did it, and I had a super fun time. And, yeah, it helped that I already knew a bunch of people in it. I was friends with – and I, I just we just got – the thrower gang was tight. We, yeah. But, yeah, we all had the thrower's mentality. But, no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a meme for another time. A lot but of – I think you already yeah. explained it before. I might have. I don't know. <laughs> but the, yeah we can explain we don't have to explain it now yeah but yeah it was but yeah it's definitely track helped me like cement myself as like i don't know it helped, helped me get known a bit more by people i guess because people still didn't really know who i was cause, sure. like you know yeah so i i talked to a bunch of people who i wouldn't really have normally talked to 
So it was a it was a good time. I really enjoyed track and like yeah then yeah then <laughs> my entire junior year but then then the off season or whatever I was training for this track season. <laughs> it's fine though. I mean I still got some good gains out of it. So yeah. Yeah, so that's my that's my small story of my metamorphosis. That's an excellent story about your metamorphosis. You. We had Thank a lot of good, good stories. Uh, I feel like we could probably talk longer if we want to, and you know, yeah. over some things. But if we stay on this beach with this fire any longer, I'm afraid the cops are gonna come. Yeah, we don't want. Oh that. no! Man. I can hear them in the distance. Oh shoot, man! Uh, I gotta go. We gotta run, skedaddle. Let's go. Footsteps. Oh no! Oh shoot! I almost forgot. I need to extinguish the fire. There we go. Thank you.